0: Previously on Dune Boys, Paul Atreides is being raised by witches, but also his dad's a duke. Somehow they're moving to the desert planet of Arrakis. We call it Dune. And that's where the spice comes from. Paul Atreides is learning how to be a leader from his father while his mother teaches him how to be a psychic witch. Things aren't going well on the whole Arrakis planet, and, well, it seems like someone's going to betray the whole family. But I guess we're going to see what happens next.
1: That's good. All right. That's all I got, that's Uh, all I got. That was great. (laughs) I'll say this real quick and then I'll get it. That's pretty good, that Um, works. When... Franklin was doing this oh, no. and he called Lady Jessica Paula Atreides' love interest. I am so glad I had the. Okay. Yeah. That
2: was great.
0: He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Some things get a little one, weird. Okay, you ready? He's not wrong. Okay. Yes, sir.
1: So, we start off with the. Uh, we meet Dr. Liet Kynes, the planetologist. <laughs> Pla- planet. No, you still can't get that word.
2: <laughs> it, that it points out the Planetologist. Planetologist.
1: Cloak. Um, there we This go. is where George Lucas got the idea for Jabba the Hutt. Oh, oh, I assume that was a George Jar, jar base. Okay, all right. Okay, so um, you, meet, you meet Liet Kynes, and he looks at luscious young Paul Atreides, and he sees what all the prophecies are about. He's like, this could be the one. Mm. And Liet Kynes mm-hmm. kind of thinks mm. that he's the leader of Arrakis, or he's up there, like, with the Fremen.
2: Yeah, he's kind of like a... Uh... It's, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like almost, he feels like he's almost like above the Fremen or something like that. Like it's, it's this weird sort of power structure they've got going on there. I don't want
0: to jump too far ahead, but given what we learned by the end of book one, I think the Fremen know some stuff, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, we gotta follow. We gotta follow the Fremen. We gotta. We gotta look into that more. That's what. Uh, yeah, and um, that's what the Duke, for, Duke. Leto Lado yeah, is uh, trying to figure out. There, um, he
1: is. He's there to do research on the planet to, to basically right. see what else you can get from Arrakis besides the spice. So they're doing, they're doing. Yeah, he's. They're saying like they're doing core samples. They're looking like the ecology of I said it right the ecology of uh, of dew and what grows there and all that
0: and there you uh, go <laughs> well no that's that's ah, the what thing what grows like, there nothing
1: we'll get to this but it it's not a completely barren planet because it makes it seem like it's a desert planet but all of a sudden they'll mention there's trees there's this so I don't really know how much of the planet is completely
0: desert or or what Oh, I thought all that was just in Lady Jessica's. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, terrarium. Um, so Kinds
1: gives everybody oh, this uh, Yeah, her little garden. Yeah. Fremen. They're Fremen made, because apparently there's maybe closed stores where you can just buy still suits, but um, he gives them the the Fremen still suits, and he's showing everybody how to put them on. But Paul has his on perfectly. It's. He doesn't know how he does it, but Paul automatically just puts it on. And there's a line in there where uh, the prophecy says he shall know your ways as though born to them. So instantly this this kid impresses the hell out of Kynes. Because although he's an outsider he's been on the planet long enough that I believe he has the blue eyes and he's in it with the Fremen.
2: Yeah, I've, uh, I've uh, managed to perfect my own uh... Uh, still suit I made it with uh, stuff that I bought at uh, at the Home Depot. Um, some rubber rubber tubing and some a uh, little bit of uh, plumbing insulation, some duct tape. Uh, it's been pretty successful. I mean, some of the liquids I've been getting out of it have been uh, pretty tasty. That's the thing. The still suit recycles all of your sweat and your uh, urine and your feces. And uh, turns it into uh, drinkable water. So it's been uh, it's been quite the journey. I get some weird looks on the street sometimes, but uh, um, but uh, it's been uh, it's been quite successful. And I've I don't have to you know I don't have to go to the store and buy beers anymore. I just uh, drink so what comes out of the suit, I and I'm also happy. So
0: developed my own still suit. Uh, yeah, but it's a little bit more really? of a Nick Weiger still suit. I, I oh, self suck suit. There's some good nutrients in there. I got my protein. oh I interesting. Got my water. I'm good to go. Are you? Are
1: you just duct taping hefty bags around you?
2: Just keep recycling that over and over again. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you.
1: Look,
0: <laughs> I, as a lawyer, I make billions of dollars a year, and I had an elective surgery to have my ribs removed. Now, all of them. Not to, not just the lowest ones, all of them. Whoa. So that I mostly flop wow. around from my hips. But, man, uh-uh. I got, I, I'm like all drinking right, right from the hose. So anyway. If you catch my meat.
1: Uh, they get in the little, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to know if. Um... That was our inventor's Corner. That was
2: our, that was our... Um, I thought, you'd, so be, is, I thought uh, you'd be proud of us, Jeff.
1: Wh- what was the name of the hardware store you went to? <laughs> oh. The, oh, okay. Is that, no, no, that's not how. You, <laughs> oh, the Home Depot. You said, <laughs> you said, I believe you said. Yeah, I was wondering home if Depot. That
2: was the Canadian version. of no, the Home of what We have the in home, America. Called. Home Depot.
1: <laughs> home Depot.
0: Um, okay, so they—they. They, this is
1: Home Depot. Wasn't
0: Home Depot the Green Goblin?
1: That would be William Defoe, Johnny.
2: Oh, William! Yeah, will yes, so, William Defoe. Yeah. They
1: get in the little omnithopters, which are these like flying little hummingbirds, and they go out to the desert. And.
2: Yeah, the uh, the it's like a it's it's like a helicopter basically, but I think what it has less blades. It's got three blades or something like that. Um...
1: I don't know if it has blades or just wings, and it flaps.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, interesting. I'll have to take a look into the engineering behind that.
0: They just kind of threw a word out, and, and then I was like, okay, so it's like Jabba's hovering palace. Got it.
1: Yeah, Frank Frank Herbert is a good writer, but sometimes he just leaves a lot to your imagination, so you just gotta go. Hmm.
2: Well, I choose to believe that the uh, ornithopters have three blades. Um, they're in like kind of like a digital camo, so they blend in with the desert, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're also powered by like a small like some kind of small like spice engine. It's like a, it's like a mini- miniature version of like a uh, a Guild Navigator. And um, that's how they run. That's because uh, that's they don't really talk about any other kind of fuel or, or, uh, or power besides, like, spice. Like, there's no talk of gasoline or, or atomic power or, or anything like this. So I have to believe that almost all the transportation and air flight travel is all powered by spice. It's, it's what fuels the galaxy. The spice must flow.
1: Well, they they say the spice is supposed to be a substitute for
0: oil, so that does kind of make sense. Yeah, that that really tracks because they do not talk about power sources in this book. Not that they need to. I mean, it's a dense tome, but I guess spice must be really yeah. Friendly. It's
2: fueling it's fueling everything, right? So uh, I have to yeah, I have to believe that that's what the ornithopter. That's what it is in my mind.
1: Yeah, so. um... Kine says that Arrakis could basically become an Eden. It's just like a throwout line. It comes back a couple times. But they're flying in the desert and they see an eagle. And uh, I think Dickie said something about how there's no aliens in Dune because when he was publishing the book, the, the people said, we have too many alien stories. So Herbert didn't put anything in there. It's just humans are it Yeah. so I don't know if they brought other animals to planets or there just happened to be eagles on Arrakis
2: well I think it, it makes it more relatable too as, like a, as, a, as a planet to have um, both uh, a tribal uh, tr- you know like a tribal sort of uh, population there and also like um, they talk about this little rabbit isn't there like a little rabbit a little dune rabbit that runs around or something at one point
1: uh, they
0: they serve they serve desert hair yes the, oh yes
1: yeah. we'll talk about that
0: <laughs> no 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 but I, no uh, Jeff oh uh, sorry Jeff to your point there I they so again I'm the noob on this but this seems to be our future and they definitely talk about this in ways where we brought humanity to all these other planets so yeah we brought eagles we brought everything this seems to be some version of like we got out there in the stars and honestly I think it's pretty cool that we were like you know who would thrive on this desert planet is a goddamn eagle yes yeah (laughs) yeah he was a
2: proud uh, Herbert was a proud libertarian so he was like fuck yeah we gotta get an eagle in there um, uh, maybe it also is kind of alludes to like a, uh, uh, like a Noah's Ark type deal where, uh, um, they brought all these different species to the planet to see maybe what would thrive and what wouldn't thrive.
1: Yeah. The, the sandworms are, they say they're not from Arrakis, but I don't think they ever say where they came from. It's like the one kind of alien species kind of, and, oh dude, I got this. Okay. I got this god
2: oh that was that was a cop-out answer
1: (laughs) yeah good job there uh i love dune but i find the idea that we are alone in the universe so depressing and they've mapped out so many planets and they still have not found any kind of alien life and i i think that is so sad
0: yeah that's i mean it's so desolate
1: even Even if we find, like, weird, like, arrival aliens that are giant squid monsters, that'd be cool.
2: But, uh, to find, uh... Okay,
0: Uh, take it easy, (laughs) little girl. (laughs) Um,
2: To find, uh, to find these... Oh, you were saying that the worms aren't from that planet, so somebody must have brought them to that planet.
1: Yeah, they're not native of Arrakis. Hmm... So Arrakis was basically Earth until the Sandworm showed up and turned it all into desert. Spoilers. Wow, Willard. sorry. But we're at the worm part. So yes, they, yeah. Uh, they're they're flying oh, they're man. flying out
0: into the... Oh, man, this is such a great it's scene. It's pretty solid, like this yeah. Entire, this entire chapter was just so good because you learn to love the duke you learn to love his team and also you finally get to understand dude how did they come up with this in the late 60s this is crazy it's such a cool story
2: yeah you gotta wonder if uh if like her herbert had like maybe like observed um because he was from the like pacific northwest like you gotta wonder if maybe he had observed some like um some mining uh type of things. Maybe in his newspaper work along the way, maybe he'd gone to see some mines and stuff like that, because... uh, Or... uh, hmm.
0: Or, maybe, maybe he was doing snooters of of, of, uh, spice. He's doing those spice snooters and he's just like, wait a minute, I see where the future's going. Yeah,
2: we gotta go underground. We gotta dig down into the Earth to, like, pull up these resources. It's also... It also is uh, reminiscent of oil, too, right? If you think about it, they're out in the desert, drilling into the ground, trying to get this uh, uh, substance out of the ground. And um, it turns out that it's pretty dangerous. And, and digging for oil is pretty dangerous, too, right? Like,
0: Yeah, the predatory nature of the worms, though, is so frightening. It's sharks. It's so Yeah, scary. they burst
2: up from under the ground when they feel, like, movement up above the ground. So it's like... Yeah. Uh, to uh, to sort of uh, to cast that as the sort of the monster in this uh, in this book is, uh, is it's great because it is terrifying. It like you know it it can sense you. Oh, maybe he went to get some water or something. He's getting all dried out by all the Dune talk. That's what's happening. Oh no, yeah. no.
0: he's upset because how do you really bring Aquamancer into Dune? There's no water on Dune. It's true. For now, huh? For yeah, now, for now. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read the books, but
2: we'll get you there. We'll get you there. Yeah, but, but yeah, I know it's yeah, it's his, really interesting.
0: His boyfriend slash superhero is not going to do well on Dune. Uh, we'll see. Because hmm.
2: we'll see. He's pretty. Uh, he's pretty spry. That guy.
0: <laughs> At least
2: from what I've seen, anyway. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting part of the book where they talk about. Uh, about all of uh, the different ways that they're um, pulling this spice out of the earth and um, well it's, yeah.
0: but this this scene is this scene is so good because the Duke makes sure that everyone is safe that everyone makes it home except for the two stragglers who run off because there were fremen who weren't really technically supposed to be there yeah they're
1: they're doing the it's uh i think they're kind of described as large beetles and they're going and they're they're collecting the spice and um they're up in the air and the duke sees what look like waves in the sand and someone yells worm sign and the worm sign is kind of the shock waves of the worms coming and uh whoever spots the worm sign gets a bonus so the Duke who we talked about the last episode has like the propaganda machine where it's to get everyone to love him he's yeah. a pretty decent guy also so the Duke says they like call in like hey we got a worm sign you guys gotta get out of here
2: doesn't the Duke spot it isn't
1: yeah the Duke spots it and Duke the spots Duke... it yeah Oh, we just lost John. Oh, All shit. right, I'll wait till he gets back. Um, I I I had the thing on mute where I said, "John, the Aquamancer is not a real character. Jason Momoa is an actor, and he plays Duncan Idaho in the two movie." And then I looked up and I'm, I'm muting. You're, you're no on. Yeah, responded who, to me.
2: Who, who, I I thought I was rambling, but uh, yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm just gonna keep going. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Duke sees the worm sign and he calls it in and they say who spotted this and they said it's the Duke, Duke Leto. And he orders that the bonus that the Duke would get would be divided by everybody on the ship. So um Yeah, it was a
2: hefty hefty sum of hefty hefty sum of money there too, yeah.
1: Yeah, so the Duke he divides it because he's a sweetie, but then everything gets bad very quickly. It's like, I think the worm is massive and it moves in quick. So the Duke is going to rescue everybody and they are, like, they're trying to get room on the, their thopters and they're throwing out anything they can. They're throwing out um, extra seats. They're throwing out baggage. They're just kind of going nuts. This is written, I think, so damn excitingly and it's like, it, it shows the the people, the people mining and everything that unlike uh, the Baron, the Duke actually puts human life above spice.
2: Yeah. It makes him uh, seem like a compassionate sort of caring um, individual. And I, th- I think that, you know, there's, there's a purpose behind that. He wants to impress the, the people there. But uh, I think at one point, like even the co-pilot or one of his assistants is like, we shouldn't go down there. Like, this is a mistake, and he's like, no, we have to go down, you know, Semper Fi, do or die, no man left behind.
1: Yeah, so, so do you think the Duke's yeah. a good person, or do you think this is all part of the Duke's plan to get people to like him? Because
2: he's- I mean, I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I can, see, I can see him caring to a certain extent. Like, he's just arrived there. He wants to make an impression. Um, but-, but also there's the flip side of that, too, which is you get people, you know, you get people talking.
1: Yeah, but I think the I'm good. I'm just going to choose to think that the duke's a good guy because he put his life in danger and his son just to save these people.
2: No, it's it's it is true, but um yeah, there's you know, there's there's always that other side to the coin, too. It's like you got to you got to wonder how much of that was like a bit of a selfish act. So, I don't know.
1: So, I don't know. a big hole opens up and um do you remember them actually saying a worm comes out or does it just swallow everything? Because I was waiting for the worm and I don't think a worm appears. I think it just swallows things up through like a hole in the sand, like a sarlacc.
2: Yeah, I think the 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 mining operator sort of gets sucked down into the sand. And that's about uh, that's about it. it doesn't really, I, you know, it doesn't really elaborate too much on on, on the worm. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't I don't think the worm actually appears.
2: Do we lose him again?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's happening with him. Ah, oh, shit! That's fucking up. All right. uh,
2: technical difficulties. Oh, so. But uh, yeah, no. It's uh, it's it's a very very exciting part of the book. It's uh, it's thrilling. Yeah.
1: Um, so they go back to the uh, to the. <laughs> I just keep writing Atreides House because I don't picture it being a mansion.
2: Oh, uh, the house that they're the house that they're yeah, staying in. I don't. In?
1: I'm. I because I pictured like their house on Caladan being a castle, and this I yeah. just picture being maybe a mansion.
2: Yeah, like, I'd say. I yeah, I'd say that. It, but again, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't elaborate too much on what the house is like. Like he discusses the interior and stuff like that, but never really, not much about the exterior.
1: Um. So they go back to the their house and. There is a maid that is selling wet and used towels to the people outside. And it is from, I picture washing the dishes. And it's just these people that need water so bad. And water is the most valuable thing on Arrakis. I think even more than spice. And Leto is like, what the hell are you doing? And it's just, it is so odd. And it is... Like there's rituals of the people in the house spilling drinks on the ground and them mopping it up and selling the towels to people. It, it's very strange, but the the duke is like, we're not having that. We're not the Harkonnens. And
2: well, yeah. And again, he's he's uh, he's trying to make an impact on the um, on the community there. He's like a new leader. Yeah. He wants to come in and he wants to kind of. Change the way things are, so now people won't have to drink the leftover water from someone's some rich lady's tub or something like that, right? Like it's disgusting. <laughs>
1: no, <the> gamer girl, <laughs> the gamer girl bath water, water yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So they have a big party, and it's kind of like the party of all the leaders of Arrakis. No fremen, but just the the higher ups that are left over from even when the Harkonnens were there, and. Uh,
2: little housewarming, little housewarming party.
1: Yeah, he, in, he invites the smugglers, because in the last episode we talked about them making a deal with the smugglers saying, don't do anything stupid, we're not going to stop you, but, you know, share a little bit of your money. Um, they have a, a guild bank representative that they describe as a whistle-faced scarecrow.
2: Hmm. Uh, Unkind. <laughs> yeah, just
1: a little bit. Frank Herbert's mean sometimes, um, and it gets a little bitchy. Get a little bitchy. Yeah, they have a stillsuit maker, and a, his daughter, and they bring it up that his daughter is very attractive and about the age of um, of Paul. Oh And Jessica uses her powers to figure out that the uh, the guild banker is a Harkonnen spy. A spy.
2: Ooh, she, yes, those psychic powers come in handy. Yeah,
1: and it, she's, like, wondering if, like, the guild is against them, too. And she says that, um, she kind of, how the book just, like, goes between, you know, people talking and then the thoughts of their characters. I wish I knew what that term is. Uh, inner monologue or something.
2: Well, that's, yeah, in, internal dialogue, inner monologue, yeah, that, that, that jives.
1: Yeah. Um, but she says that, The the guild guy is going to talk completely normal and say something weird. And all of a sudden he says that the birds here are vampires. Like the birds have evolved in the desert to drink the blood of anything they kill. And this yeah, this leads to the to the banker saying that it's like the Fremen, how the Fremen drink the blood of their dead.
2: Oh, here we get some urban legends about the Fremen yeah, now. Yeah, and
1: this is written so, like, it's so tense. And um, they bring up that the the water, I oh, Kynes is there too. I'm sorry, I left that out. Uh, but he says that the water belongs to the tribe, and the human body is 70% water, and you don't need that if you're dead. And uh, there the you banker go. and Kynes are going to kill each other and it's basically everybody is just waiting for this fight to break out and like Jessica has her knife ready to go I think people are holding their forks like murder weapons and it's just like you kind of see that even like the normal people on Arrakis even like the higher ups are complete badasses that are just waiting to kill everybody
0: okay timeout. Jessica is so cool in this scene yeah, yeah. No, she's badass. She is ready to murder anyone.
2: Yeah, she's got that chrysalis uh, knife uh, ready to go. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Oh okay. This is what we were talking about. Um, so they bring out their they they bring out the dinner, and what they serve is tongues of wild rabbit in a in a special yeah. sauce. Now, my special my sauce. brain instantly went to like Big Mac sauce, which yeah, which made Mac this sauce. the most disgusting meal you could ever imagine, because it's rabbit tongue and special sauce, and they say it is a very old recipe.
0: You're so wrong. What they actually stewed that in is the Taco Bell Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Whoa,
2: well, now, now it yep. sounds good. That's. Some product that's, placement in the book there.
0: That's the special sauce. Oh. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: Love it, love it. It gives it that nice uh, nice aftertaste.
1: So um, they're eating their delicious rabbit tongue, and there is talk from Kynes about um, making Arrakis habitable. He says that it could be an Eden, and the problem is there's just not enough water. Like they need water to get the atmosphere going, to make it rain, to get more vegetation and going and all that. And Kynes just says out of nowhere like there might be enough and that's it. They end it. So it's like no one continues saying, Wait a minute, Kynes, why why do you think there's more water on Arrakis and and all that? Um
0: but the whole point is.
2: Yeah, they kind of left that, left that part kind of open. It's like I feel yeah. like
0: you're giving me spoilers.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: What? What? No spoilers. No spoilers.
1: Yeah.
2: He just alludes to it. He he alludes to there being more water on the planet, and then, uh, and then, uh, then we move on to uh, move on yeah. to the next scene.
1: Um, no spoilers. Kinds is just not a happy guy because. None of these people, none of the higher-ups, and I think it's just, I, as I said, none of them are Fremen, but nobody in here takes the Fremen serious. But Kynes does, and the Atreides do, so they know
0: something's something's going on. Um, yeah, there's there's more hints of this coming up, but uh, the Fremen, they're smarter than they seem.
1: Yeah. Um, so in the dinner, um, Leto gets called away, and he goes to the secret meeting, and Jessica gets a note saying that the Harkonnens are smuggling in lays guns, which are just laser guns. And the problem the problem with <laughs> <of> that is <laughs> that all these people, and I don't think it's everybody, but I think the higher-ups have the, the shields, and how... We said how the shields vibrate, they attract the worms, but there's also a problem with the shields and the laser guns where if you shoot a laser gun or a gun at a shield, it is worse than a, an atomic bomb. Like it blows yeah, up big. big time. And it's like, well, why would they even allow that if one person wearing a shield getting shot at with a laser gun could kill thousands? didn't seem to make too much sense for me
2: well it's almost like a it's like a it's like a deterrent almost it's like if if you do this like if you do shoot at me like it's going to cause catastrophic yeah, the damage state. so it maybe don't it, it's maybe a cold war use. thing
0: yeah uh we've got nukes yeah, and you've yeah, got nukes like so yeah everyone's sure destruction
2: die. yeah Oh, okay, that's interesting. Maybe that's what Herbert's kind of alluding to. It's like, yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Sub- subtext, subtext alert.
1: Um, so they're they're all waiting for a Harkonnen attack. Uh, party's over, and everyone is underground. Um, they're all, like, hiding in bunkers, basically. And Jessica gets woken up by guards escorting a very drunk Duncan Idaho who is... Out there hanging out with the ladies and drunk on spice beer.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah you got all fucked up. So there's uh,
1: there's your Aquamancer, drunk as hell.
2: Speaking of uh, drinks, uh, what are you guys got? Uh, what are you guys drinking? You gotta stay hydrated.
1: Uh, today my is uh, let's see, Summit Citrus Twist, naturally flavored with other natural flavors. That doesn't say much. <laughs> That what the hell is that? is that like Make a soda or up? something No, natural flavored with natural with other natural flavors. That's uh-huh.
2: a lot of a lot of usage of the word natural. It almost seems like uh
1: defensive. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's all natural. It like, don't, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it on the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, don't worry about it. Just drink it. There's all kinds of high fructose corn syrup and weird preservatives in there that'll give you, give you liver I'm cancer. I'm sure it's fine. So, uh, Fun stuff. A,
1: very, uh, yeah, a very drunk Duncan calls Jessica a damn Harkin and spy. And Jessica realizes that everybody seems to be hiding things from her and she is not very happy.
0: Oh, shit, so bitch. she
1: calls in Thufa Howitt. Yeah. She's not, not happy. And um... She's starting to think that uh Thufer Howitt is the Harkonnen spy and there is a very big confrontation and we find out that Jessica is pregnant. Dun 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 oh also I wrote dun 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 dun,
2: dun Oh, that's perfect, yeah. Um dun. So what
1: happens next, I I don't know if how much you guys remember this but it was a very stupid argument that went on for way too long. Way
0: too long. Because I can be critical of a book I like. Oh my god! Yeah, they, and then she's just like both... it's like, uh. hey dude, hey dude, hey dude. I can control your mind if I choose. And I just choose not to.
1: Yeah, that she she says, um she says, let's see, uh she uses the voice. She does use the voice. Um, they, they keep fighting, and they keep saying they, they agree on everything, but they keep fighting. And finally, Jessica decides to end it by using the voice on Thufir. And she just says up, like, I pictured her voice getting deep, and she's like, I could control the Duke if I wanted to. Oh,
0: no, um, no, no. no. She, 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 she did the Galadriel thing.
1: universe. Oh go on. Oh.
0: Sorry. There's a series of books and later movies. Oh, I know Lord to as Lord of the Rings. Dis- of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Christ's
1: sake. <laughs> look at what you did, Jeff. Look at I, what you I did. I just meant explain it to the general public.
0: Um, um when 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 no, Galadriel but, but, talks when Galadriel talks to Frodo. And she gets all I could be the dark ladriel queen of all that I see, blah 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 blah. Um That's kind of what we're seeing here is Jessica is doing that and then also saying Eh but I won't. I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm gonna do the good thing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm capable of doing some very powerful things, but I trust you and we got to keep things safe.
1: Yeah, she says, um, the line from the book is, um, you've glimpsed the fist and the Benny Jesuit glove. And then she goes, but we exist to serve. Oh, what was that adorable noise? What? <laughs> I just no! Heard a cat. <laughs> All right, Kier, you
0: gotta stop. Sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs> the cat's Kierford trying to eat the microphone Irma too.
0: On this week's double, and is now like, I also want to be a podcast star.
2: Oh, that's what cats happens. That's are what happens. Um,
0: Very competitive with each other.
2: Adorable. yeah that's true
1: okay so uh the duke gets a note I should have wrote more I don't know what the note says oh no uh but the duke is not sleeping he's popping pills and he's not doing too good and he walks out and he finds the smugglers dead and then everyone's favorite housekeeper Mapes is dead
0: yeah that was sad
1: and all of a sudden yeah and she's like <sighs> um and all of a sudden, he, he gets hit by a dart. Wait, what was she like? And, um...
0: <sighs> <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. That's that, on Audible, that's what it sounded like. I would... Yeah. I, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so Mapes is dead, and then all of a sudden, he gets hit by a dart. And it's Yui, that son of a bitch. And what Yui did was Fucking he turned guy. off all the shield generators that surrounded the house.
0: Oh, no. I did not see it coming.
1: No.
2: Not Yui. Man, not you, my Yui.
1: Stupid? So when I was in Denver... What's that? Um, the guy I was with, he was the only one that got to drive the rental car. They messed something up. And he takes the wrong turn and he goes, I got I gotta take a Yui. And in my head I said a thousand deaths are not enough for Yui which is a line from the Dune movie.
0: <laughs> but I said
1: it in my head and I realized <laughs> if I said that out loud I'd probably have to jump out of the car. Hey,
0: Jeff? Um Jeff. Jeff Oh, that's baloney. Maybe yeah. he maybe he knew Dune too. Jeff, maybe he knows
2: Dune too.
1: Go ahead, John. Hey. You're a nerd. Uh huh.
0: I know (laughs) Um,
1: so we talked about Yui he's he's the Sook doctor and he had this conditioning thing where um, the reason why these doctors are so important is because they are trained to do no harm and if they do it will drive them insane or they will die Um, but he overrode it somehow and he overrode it by realizing that this is like an unstoppable thing and the Duke is going to die, but he uses the Duke to set up killing the Baron. And he does this by putting a uh, a poison uh, uh, tooth uh, uh, in the
0: Duke's uh, mouth. Uh, uh, um. Excuse me. Yes. You can't handle
1: This is not a spoiler. Spoilers, spoilers. You can't
0: handle the tooth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I promise,
0: Jeff. Wow. I promise, Jeff. I promised wow. Jeff, I that's, promised that's Jeff what what it was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: wow. So, so it wow. turns—it <laughs> turns out that Lido can't handle so, the tooth. Um, oh, that was—that was. That was
0: yeah, no, it's very Great true. Great
1: job, everybody. um <laughs> so Lado so um, so Yui is like standing over this guy his duke the duke is like oh come on dude Um, and he he tells the duke like this is gonna happen you knew this was gonna happen and um, he goes I know I'm doing this to you but they're gonna come after Jessica and Paul but I'm gonna make it seem like they're dead so I kinda got you covered on this a little bit um.
2: Yeah, no, it's great. It's a little it's a little fake out. It's a little uh, little twist in the story now. Yeah, it's things are getting twisty. A lot of palace intrigue going um, on.
1: So, next yes. person up is Jessica. She wakes up and she is drugged as hell. And this is where she goes full on Betty Desert here. She can time how long she's been unconscious from counting her heartbeats. Yeah.
2: Whoa, that's wild. So no, she
1: wakes up, and the Baron and um, Dickie's favorite guy, Peter, are there.
0: Yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah. for the Mad record, boys. It, it, gives, it, it, in uh, the audiobook, they call him Piter. Peter? Yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: Peter? Nope, we're okay, calling him I'll Peter. Call him, yeah, I'll, call just, him, I'll call him Peter instead of Peter. I was just going with Peter because of the... Like, the the Dutch, the Dutch pronunciation? Peter. I don't know. <laughs>
1: his name is uh, His name is Peter Harkonnen. Peter. Uh, Peter.
2: <laughs>
0: Sting. Uh, Sir the Sting.
2: Baron, uh, Peter Harkonnen, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, the Baron <laughs> tells Peter um, that I'm going to give you the choice of either having Jessica and flying far, far away from here, or you can basically be the fake Duke because I am not living on Arrakis because Arrakis
0: sucks. Um and now we know why. Yeah, so, fuck uh, that place. By the end yeah, of book. So long. the
1: Baron, um the Baron takes yeah, the Baron takes um takes Jessica away by giving and this shows that the Baron is very smart, uh a deaf guard because the Baron knows Jessica has the voice. And they are two bumbling Idiots, basically.
0: Rosencrantz um, and Guildenstern,
1: and if you notice, or Sizagog and Scarface. Oh God, this is another pronunciation. Yes, thing, but yeah, yes. The oh, guy boy. has a Fun. scarf. Yep. Um, if you notice, a lot of the times when they just have normal people, uh, Frank Herbert writes them having strange, like almost English accents, and I don't know if the term is Cockney but just think of like lower class english
0: people. Yeah, that's cockney. Am
1: I going to get canceled for that?
0: No, it's cockney. Okay. Come on, we all played Dragon Quest uh, nine. Uh, 9. Lower Core Blimey.
2: You're implying that uh coc- yeah, cockney cockney <laughs> like people are lower class?
1: Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Hey, whoa. Whoa. whoa! 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 I whoa. love potatoes. Stop happened. it.
1: Um yeah. Well, if you love yeah, you stop so much, bragging you go on potatoes. Country and eat all the. Pot- <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> um, I got potatoes anyway, here though. So, yeah,
1: make
0: guy, make uh, Arrakis I, I, great again, Maga.
1: Oh, let's not do that. <laughs> uh, so, th- oh, so. My God. Um, <laughs> Frank Herbert. Yeah, Frank Herbert was up too late and Terrible. really wanted to get a chapter done. So um, he named one guy, I believe his name is like Sysgog, and the other guy he describes as having a big scar on his face. So he names him Scarface and just refers to him as Scarface. So there you go. you're going to take uh, Paul and Jessica and basically throw them into the desert? Yeah, and the Baron the Baron is like you know what they're going to go but we got to kill these guys too because we don't want any witnesses of what we're doing and so they're they're in the copter they're flying out of the desert and they're tied up and hopefully you guys can explain this to me because this is one of those parts where I was kind of lost how do they escape
0: okay I got this So, first of all, I stand by the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern thing. They are Shakespearean buffoons. They're not doing anything. But, Paul and Jessica make their escape, and then the scene ends with another... What are they called? Velociraptors? (laughs) Omnicopter? uh, we'll go with the helicopter approaching this is, them. This is in, this and... is
1: important because oh no 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 um I want inter- to I want I want to interrupt you because you left something out which is um when they escape they do somehow get loose and Paul is very quickly turning into who Paul will become
0: oh very and quickly
1: he he. It says that he kills the guy with his toe. Paul uses every single muscle in his body the proper way to shove his foot up through the guy's rib cage and block a ventricle in his heart. That was entirely missed by me.
0: That's That's insane. Yes. Okay. It's wild
2: it's absolutely that's yeah it makes no physical sense but it's it's so okay so let's get back to paul
0: and jessica are tied up and somehow paul uses his toe to murder a guy um jessica also makes them turn on each other it's actually really cool it's the first time we're seeing the way the psychic powers work in this series and Jessica makes them turn on each other, and it is really, really cool. Like combat, yeah. Um, I guess Toe resolve, and then the scene ends with them saying, oh no, there's another Velociraptor coming. It's the Harkonnens. We're in trouble. <laughs> end scene yeah and just i think it ends with like paul run yep and it's it's end scene and i guys 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 i know what happens after that but oh man oh man it was really like oh boy what's gonna happen next yeah at this point it goes
1: back in time a little bit because it goes it says like the next chapter starts with um, before they even got on the copter yui uh, goes into the copter and puts a little bag under the um, like under the seat which will come up soon um, but he puts the bag in the seat and he takes the when he's dealing with the duke he takes the duke's ring off and it says, like, a signet ring, and I don't... Is that just, like, this show's, like, I'm in charge? Like, does anyone know what a signet ring is?
2: It's like, a... Fa- I think it's, like, a family sort of ring. It's probably been passed down. Got a little birdie so on it. So, maybe it's, like, an indicator of power.
1: Um, yeah, so yeah. everything is... Everything's going nuts here, and, like, people are getting... Murdered, and it's like a full on invasion. And we said, like, um, in the last episode, how the Emperor is giving the Harkonnens his Sardaukir soldiers, who are these like unstoppable warriors. Uh, The house is getting destroyed. Uh, All the Duke's forces are retreating and hiding in caves. And then the Harkonnens come and blow up the caves to like trap everybody inside. So horrible. Not very nice. Um,
2: yeah, it's pretty pretty horrific. So yeah. then
1: the Baron he calls you, you into his little room. The um, and you find out that his wife is dead. Like I thought, they implied that she was getting tortured. So I don't know if they tortured her and then killed her, and like how much they knew. Um, but the uh, the Baron says that like. I'm going to reunite you with your wife. And then, um, Peter stabs him in the back and the, yeah. And the Baron, uh, it just says that he falls down like a tree and, um, right before he dies, he goes, you think you defeated me? Like, it was kind of like this. Fuck you to the Duke. Um, (laughs) so, uh, after yeah, he's yeah. dead, they bring in the the Baron. Or I'm sorry, um, the Baron has the Duke brought in. Okay, so uh, the the Baron brings in the Duke, and they're talking, and the the Baron is basically telling him all his evil plans. And uh, Peter is there too, but the Baron is very drunk. And when he finally gets his chance, the Duke bites onto the the tooth thinking it's the Baron, but the Baron's floating around somewhere, but Peter dies. So, oh no. Yeah. yeah um,
2: Peter Peter absorbs the uh, so poison. So the Baron
1: lives, the, all of a sudden everything gets shut down, they have the gas masks on and everything like that, and all of a sudden one of the Sardaukar come in and he wants to know what's going on, and he has orders from the Emperor that uh, Leto is going to die, but he has to die a quick and painless death. Didn't quite happen. Uh, And very quickly, the Duke is dead. Uh, The Baron orders a new Mentat. He does not mourn for Peter at all. And he's like, get the Talaxu on. I need a new Mentat. And then in a very, uh, let's use the word problematic thing. um, The Baron is left... uh, (laughs) alone and he has an attendant come out and he requests a drugged boy that looks an awful lot like Paul.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. He wants him, oh, he's God. very luscious
1: Paul. Oh, it's so, luscious so upsetting. Paul. Yeah, and the reason why he wants um, the young Paul look-alike it's drugged icky. is because he doesn't want to wrestle tonight. Ugh... Ugh. So, okay, this is how we wrap up here. Um, so Paul and Jessica, they find the still suits that Yui left them, and they, he sent them directly to Duncan. I don't know quite yet how Duncan is tied in with this, um, but there is a letter from Yui explaining everything, saying, uh, sorry about this, this was going to happen, Uh, I did my best to save what I could. You're going to think of me as a traitor. That's fine. Um, You know, there you go. Um, But at this point, Paul snaps. Like, his father is dead. He's the Duke now. And he goes on a little mental voyage, basically. And it is the point where Paul becomes everything that he said he was. Or everyone else said he was. Um, He doesn't feel anything for his father. And he's like, I'm going to mourn later. Jessica is all of a sudden afraid of her son. And the first thing that Paul thinks about is, we need to get all of our atomics. Because if shit goes bad, we are going to threaten to blow up this whole damn planet. So you don't know if Paul is in shock or... He is turning into something, and yeah, it's like this. It's 15 a bold. Year old it's a bold move. All of a sudden is a man, but in the worst possible way, where he is willing to destroy
0: a. Yeah. I I I I I he's actually. He's got the nuclear. He's got the nuclear uh, football. Like, he's turning into something. Yeah. Um. They
1: try to get a hold to find out what's going on. They find out basically everything is lost. And everybody is dying. And the reason why is that the Sardaukar are not only dressed up like the Harkonnens. They're also dressed up as the Atreides. So they are going into everywhere. And even if the Atreides show up, they're killing the real Atreides. It is just... they're gone. And all of a sudden, yeah, it's chaos, and Paul is thinking everything through his mind. And call it spoilers, but it's the spice. It has affected him, and it has woken him up. And he he figures out that the reason Arrakis is still a desert, um, why they don't have the satellites and the weather control, is that the Fremen are paying off the guild to leave the planet alone. They're they're paying um, they're paying the guild in the spice, and Paul is like, I'm a freak. I don't know what the hell is going on. He is, you would call this a like a mental breakdown, but he is he's going
0: through something. That's uh,
1: but that in the bag that that Liette has that
0: fremen reveal is huge. As a first time reader, that was huge. That was a huge moment. There are a couple of other big reveals coming. Towards the end of Book One, but that was huge. The Fremen are running this.
1: Yeah, and and the the uh, the Guild knows it, and they're not saying anything because they rely on the spice, and they don't have to deal with the Emperor. They don't have to deal with anything. They're getting it from the Fremen. Um, and Paul looks at Jessica and says, like, he tells her that. You know i know my father's dead and if he died he wanted me to tell you that he never suspected jessica um and that the father said he should have married her and jessica starts crying and she's like i'm wasting water and i kind of thought that was pretty sad um so all of a sudden paul is like he's going like hyperdrive, and he starts seeing everything. He starts seeing like the guildsman. He tells her that he knows um, about the baby. And he's like, I'm going to have a sister. Her name is Saint Alia of the Knife. Um, he's all of a sudden... like, He switches from blowing up the planet saying, none of this is important. Um, we're no different from anybody here uh, I don't want to mess this up, sorry yeah, he says that we're all the same and he goes, we're harkening." and Jessica doesn't know what's going on and she says, your father is the Baron and it's a big dun-dun-dun moment
0: yeah, uh, that one was literally and, I stopped what I was uh, doing so when uh, he said, we're harkening." And then explained how they are harkening.
1: Yeah, he he kind of sees like he realizes what the Benny Jezard have done, and every single person in the universe is basically playing along with all these things that he set up. And he almost goes like, "This is ridiculous. Uh, I don't even know if I'm mad anymore." And he starts seeing these paths, and it was the paths that um, the Bene Gesserit would have set up for them. And he even sees a path where he approaches the barons like, Hi, grandfather, which I took as the baron and all that are part of the Bene Gesserit plan. And he goes, you know what, I'm not going to do this. There's another path I can take. And they use the word Jihad. And then that word, here we go. with here everything go. that has happened in the last 15 years in real time is not a good thing, and it's not a word you want to hear from the hero of the book. Um,
2: yeah, 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 no, it's part not one uh, ends with Not a good direction.
1: Paul crying. The end of part oh. one of
2: Dune. He saw, he saw his golden path and uh, looks like he's going to take it.
1: And there you go. Part yep. one of Dune.
2: Jihad.
1: We did it, guys.
2: <laughs> there you have it, folks. Do we, we have any it. final thoughts? We made it. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a really great section of the book. There's so much going on. Um, it really starts to pick up, like, the action and, uh, the, you get a bit more exposition on some of the characters. Of course, then a lot of those characters then get killed, but, um, it's, uh, it is, uh, yeah, it really, it's, it's, yeah, from, I think it's the most the lively part of the book. am one mistaken.
1: thing after another, this is where it really gets going, so,
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the 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 balls start to move through the, uh, through the uh, through the yeah. course there. So and we're going to be uh, picking up some steam. Yeah, it's um, it's really and great. Think we're Love
0: good. it. I I wait wait wait. I am loving, oh, loving ahead. this book, but I think you guys are missing something that, that I think is really important. Yes. Like, there's, 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 there's the whole, we're Harkonnens, your father, is the, 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 he's not a duke, what is he, he's the baron. um, But that's not the important part. The important part is, Paul says, I came early. I, I, I'm not this thing that you guys, you have this prophecy for i came early and now i can do something no, it's different very because yeah, i'm so, not so much on the path in that two you pages thought I was of going him to be realizing on. everything yeah it's, that it's that's amazing that's so cool i can't wait to see what that is
2: yeah his eyes have been opened it's been uh yeah, the, he also these says, truths uh, have been revealed to him
0: here. oh the last 10 minutes yeah, of, stuck of here book one the were just astounding. Oh, that was the other thing. We're stuck here because we're now exposed to spice so we can't leave. Which is the same thing as her blade. You can't take it off the planet.
2: Yeah, once you're in, you're in. That's interesting though because the Harkonnen, the Harkonnens uh, left uh, uh, Dune and they seem to be okay.
1: But they were kind of sheltered hmm. from a lot, I think. They, I think they. St-
2: yeah, maybe they weren't using. They maybe they weren't using yeah, as much spice too. Yeah, I think they were just locked
1: something. away in their little palace.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, but it's just. It, but it's just. It's. But it's mm. pure exposure to just being on the planet. So I'm waiting to see where that goes because the Harkonnens were also there. Yeah, but they were also not in theory Desert. left. Yeah. And I think mm,
2: true. Okay. They've made this, and they've made this connection with the planet. It's, it makes it seem a little bit more mystical, too, right? It's like we're connected now, like us and yep. the planet.
1: So imagine, imagine this spice. That's cool. The effects on what is the most powerful being right now in the universe, which is what Paul will become. And I think that's where we leave the book.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: To be continued, gentlemen. TBC it's been a blast
2: no that was a lot of fun um do we want to give some shout outs to people or oh, uh, what are you, you thinking you
1: feel free to shout out who you want uh, i'm gonna say thanks jonah ray i'm just kidding i'm gonna edit that out <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes we had a very spirited conversation today on the twitters uh with the bug fam and with everybody everybody was jumping in there for a while it got uh, it got pretty wild um, so, yeah, we want to give uh, shout outs to the Slurp fam, of course.
0: I just want to thank the entire Bug Fam.
2: Bug Fam. Bug Fam, all the oh, Buglings. And the
0: Slurp Fam, too, yeah. Slurp
2: Fam.